Coming today on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zung. If your mind is governed by the flesh, the things of the world, the patterns of the world, the stress, the anxiety, drugs, drinking, all the stuff that that actually puts a hole in your soul and makes you feel dysfunctional and affects you, addictions that actually weaken you and make you feel powerless, all these things will then wreak havoc on your mind and your soul. And then if you look at the spirit, taking time for mindfulness and meditation and prayer and taking time for that where you connect to something greater than yourself, what happens is you find healing and you find wholeness. So the big questions are these. How can we navigate and negotiate every situation in our lives, in our career, in our businesses, in our relationships, and even with ourselves for our own self-worth? In other words, what if you could win every time and have no losers? Let's face it, we're not negotiating just to buy a car or for a pay raise. We are negotiating for living in every aspect of our lives. How can we do that powerfully, successfully, and victoriously? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Rebecca Song, and welcome to the time where you negotiate your best life. Welcome to another episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I am beyond thrilled this morning to welcome John Gordon, who happens to be one of my dearest friends too. And we are going to be talking today about the one truth, which is his newest book, his 28th book, his 28th book. And honestly, it is really, really, really brilliant. I love this new book. He wrote The Energy Bus, which actually is one of my favorite books of all time, which I actually read years before I met him, years before I met him. And I loved The Energy Bus because it is, you know, all about, um, well, you have to read that because it's really like quantum physics and how to um, manifest. But this is also that. And I cannot wait to talk about this brand new book. John is one of the most powerful speakers in the world, one of the most prolific speakers in the world. He speaks to sports teams and to I mean, how many times do you speak uh, a year, John? Like maybe, maybe about ninety events a year now. Yeah, I mean, and he speaks to you know all of the most amazing, but you know, sports teams in the world. But he is. Um, this book is probably one of the most important books that you've ever written. Would you say? Oh, totally! Most important book, most revolutionary. Newest ideas, groundbreaking in a lot of ways, profound in a lot of ways, and just something I know is different. When I wrote it, I'm like, all right, this book is different. And it's coming back that way from people who are reading it. They're like, wow, there's nothing like this. It's really new. It's really fresh. I've written many of your other books. You know, I've read many of your other books. There have been 28 books. So a lot of people have read my other books and they were all, they were all great books. Energy Bus was very new and fresh when it first came out years ago, talking about positivity optimism, belief. People were not talking about positivity back in 2007 when the book came out. They are now. So it was really ahead of its time. And then people started talking about it. Again, the idea of of, of, of uh, 
putting out great energy, getting energy back, building great relationships, loving your passengers, drive with purpose. And yet this book is, is even, you know, more fresh than that, more new than that. And so, yeah, I'm excited for people to read it and, and benefit from it. Yeah. And I love this book because you are blending your faith, you know, you're a Christian and which I am too, but you're also bringing together quantum physics. You're bringing together, uh, you know, I mean, everything into one. And, and I, I, the way you do it is just so brilliant. And what I also love about your writing style is that it's so easy. You distill it down and, and it's so simple. I mean, you know, I, I love that you can read your books in, in, in like, almost like a, a, a day or two and, and, and everybody can come away from it feeling uplifted, feeling positive. And it's not like, oh my God, this is so heavy. I can't, I can't, um, you know, I can't uh, get my head around this. You distill it down into acronyms, into something that's like so easy to to um, understand. You know, Thank I you. love that. Yeah, it's funny because um, people said, I feel like you gave me the secret to the universe in literally a couple hour read. Like I have, you gave me the secrets to how everything works. And yet it was so simple and so easy to read. And the funny thing is like, you can read this book in a day. Some people are reading it in two days, three days, but you're right. It's not simple. It's really complex ideas, but that's what I've been told I'm really good at is taking these complex ideas and then synthesizing it and then really making it simple for the reader. And as you read it, these are ideas you may not have heard before in this way before, but you feel like you have. And that was the whole point. Like it should be a remembering. It should be a, a knowing. Like, cause what I'm sharing is truth. It's called the one truth. So when I share the truth, you already know the truth in your heart and in your soul. So it makes so much sense to you. And yes, I've combined psychology, science, neuroscience, and biblical ancient truths into one distillation of, of, of understanding of truth. Cause if it is the truth, you should be able to find the truth everywhere. And guess what? You do find the truth everywhere when you understand it. So that's what I point out. Like it's here, it's there, it's here. And the more you see it, you can't unsee it. And then you realize, oh, wow, this is the truth. And this is why this makes sense. Now, you said I'm a Christian. I am a Christian, but I did not write this book saying, oh, I'm going to write this book as a Christian. I wrote this book as a truth seeker looking for the truth and understanding the truth. And then writing about how we have to win the battle of our mind, how thoughts work, why there's so many people struggling with mental health, why we're going through a lot of fear and anxiety more than ever right now, why we all feel like we have this hole in our soul and there are times we feel empty, mm-hmm. why we're looking for hope and meaning and purpose and why so many people feel separate instead of feeling connected and one. And so I wrote this book looking at the problem, then trying to identify and figure out what the solution is. And then all of a sudden having these revelations of what the solution is and how it all works. And then seeing the truth is actually written in a lot of different places, including the New Testament. Like when you look at the New Testament, you realize, oh, take every thought captive. Don't be conformed by the patterns of this world, but be transformed by renew the renewing of your mind. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's, there's Romans 8, 5, 6 that says, a mind governed by the flesh leads to death. 
a mind governed by the spirit leads to life and peace. Mm-hmm. And that right there, when I when I found that, I'm like, whoa, because I had already written what I had written. And then I was talking to some pastors, some theologians, asking them questions. And they're like, oh yeah, it's right here. Oh, it's right here. So the cool thing is I didn't write this knowing the scripture. The scripture actually supported what I had already thought of and that came to me and that I had written as I'm looking at it. And then talking to Dr. Amen, who's one of the, is the top brain health doctors in the world. Right. And we're talking about brain health and how brain health affects mental health. And then looking at Romans 8, 5, 6, it makes sense. Because if if your mind is governed by the flesh, the things of the world, the patterns of the world, the stress, the anxiety, drugs, drinking, all the stuff that, that actually puts a hole in your soul and makes you feel dysfunctional and affects you addictions that actually weaken you and make you feel powerless. All these things will then wreak havoc on your mind and your soul. And then if you look at the spirit, taking time for mindfulness and meditation and prayer and taking time for that where you connect to something greater than yourself, what happens is you find healing and you find wholeness. So it's moving you towards oneness instead of the world that is moving you towards separateness. And then it just makes so much sense when you understand that. So the truth is already there and I just reveal it and explain it for, for, for everybody and anybody. So you don't have to be a Christian to read this book at all. No. And and even like, I think, you know, being a non-Christian, it's going to really resonate with you. Because my journey was as a non-Christian, my journey most of my life until I was 35 was as a seeker. And I was even a Buddhist at, at one point studying Buddhism and, and meditation and practicing it and doing that. And then a lot of new age philosophies, I was doing that. And so my whole life, I've been a truth seeker. And I've been an energy guy and I wrote the energy bus, right? So I've yeah. been all of that along the way. So I know that everyone who's reading books like these are seeking. And what do they all want? They all want peace. They all want joy. They all want yeah. happiness. They all want love. They all want to heal the hole in their soul. Because we all know we have some sort of hole in our soul. We all do. I know I do. We all know we we have one. And I have friends who are Buddhists. I have friends who are atheists. And I ask them, do you have a hole in your soul? They all say, oh yeah, I do. Like, well, what's a soul? So that's a whole other conversation. But they know that they have one. And then from there, okay, well then how do we move towards healing? And guess what? As we move towards healing, we move to a higher state of mind. We move towards optimism, positivity, and peace, and love, and joy. And we move towards a more powerful, better life. And that's what I want to give people with this book. A better life. A more powerful life. I want you to go through life feeling that power instead of feeling so weak and powerless. Did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take 20,000 breaths a day? But according to the EPA, it's two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, and it's sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. I know for us and our family, our family has struggled with allergies to dust mites and mold and all sorts of things, and that's why we have loved using an air purifier, and Air Doctor has been amazing for us, and it has captured the attention of media outlets such as CNN, Money, ABC, and more. And it filters out 99.9% of dangerous contaminants such as allergens and pollen and pet dander and all sorts of bacteria and viruses so that your lungs don't have to. And it's super quiet and 
much more quiet than other ordinary air purifiers. Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com and use your promo code your best life. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code your best life. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive your store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bestlife, all lowercase. Go to Shopify dot com slash best life to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash best life. Yeah. And you start off, well, there's a couple of things I want to talk to you about. So you start off with your story of how you felt when you were 13 years old and that you told your mom that you didn't even want to live anymore, you know, and that scared your mom to death. So I want you to, yeah. yeah. And so I want you to tell that story. And then you also talk about narcissists in yeah, the book a little bit. I do. So I, I want you to talk about that a little bit too. I was and treading then, in the in the ultimate experts territory. I'm like, you're the ultimate expert. So yeah. So I want you to talk about that. And then I want to get to tune. Um, cause I, I, I love that acronym as well. Okay. So that, cause I, I, I'd love to, um, to get to that. And I, I also love the, uh, where you talk about, you know, Gandhi, don't, don't let anyone, you know, walk through your mind, you know, so I want to get through to that. So talk about how you struggled with depression and you talked, you know, I love the story that you open uh, with at the at the beginning of the book. Talk about that. Yeah, I'm in eighth grade and I tell my mom that I'm depressed and I want to kill myself. And she just starts screaming, going crazy. What you want to kill yourself? What are you talking about? Why are you saying that? I just yeah. freaking out. And she was freaking out so much. My mom passed away at the age of 59. So I, I can imagine her and visualize her right now being a kid and what she was like saying that. And I was so concerned about my mom freaking out. I was like, mom, mom, it's okay. It's okay. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And so I was there spending my time making my mom feel better instead of dealing with what I was going through. And I even said, maybe that's why all these years later, my brother says he eats his feelings. 
And so, um, you know, I think I've worked through a lot of that in my life. And again, my mom was a very loving mom. My dad was a very loving dad. My biological father left when I was a year old. He was a psychotherapist, actually, a, a social worker. And I, I believe still is. We don't have a relationship. But it's it's interesting how, how um, you know, you go through your life and like, I'm really good at analyzing and psychology and, and all that. So I must have that from a genetic uh, standpoint. But yeah, I struggled as a kid like that. And there, I struggled in my 20s and I struggled at 31 years old with depression, anxiety, and so much fear and angst in my stomach that I felt like I was just going to die every single day. Every day, I felt like I was just dying, a slow death. Mm. And I was miserable. And Catherine, you know my wife, she had enough of my negativity. And she said, I love you, but I'm not I'm not going to spend my life with someone who is so negative and miserable all the time. And I think if I was just depressed, that would have been fine. She would have supported me. But I think the fact that I was blaming her for why my life was so bad, and I was blaming her for not living up to my dreams, I think that was the big challenge. And so I had to change. And that began this journey of, of working to become a more positive person. And I've done everything in this book. And that's how I know it works. Like I really have done a lot of this. And I've been teaching yeah. this. I've been teaching this since 2007. A lot of the things that I wrote about in the book. Now, I didn't know why it worked back then. The one truth is all about how to do it, why to do it, and why it works and how it works. It's like the how to, which helps them all make sense, which is more powerful when you understand it. So I wish I knew them, but I knew I was doing it. And as I was doing it, I realized my whole life has been a quest to get better myself and then help, help other people get better on their journey. Coming up, more on Negotiate Your Best Life with Rebecca Zong. Narcissists also suffer, majority of them, from other mental health disorders. Isolation, feelings of disconnection, bipolar, right. right? a lot of sadness, melancholy. Why is that? Because people with mental health disorders, when you move from oneness to separateness, you move from positive to negative. Are you struggling with a narcissist in your life? Whether it's a family member, a friend, a business partner, a soon-to-be ex, whoever it is, are you ready to shift that power dynamic, but you're just feeling like you cannot win, like everybody is believing their lies, and you're just feeling like there's just no way that you can shift that power dynamic. I've got a brand new masterclass for you. I'm sharing all my secrets. And so that you can finally take back your power and break free from this hell emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I've never done this free masterclass before. Go to break free from hell and sign up. Come be with me and get my secrets so that you can finally take back your power and break free. Break free from hell and let's do this. Take a listen to our archive where you can listen to more episodes that show you the path to how to negotiate your best life. Just remember that the narcissist is always the worst right before they're ready to give up. So just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. The narcissist is one of the most scared little people on the planet. The, the not so secret secret is that you are actually the stronger one. They didn't attach themselves to you because you had no value. They attached themselves to you because you have so much value. And now we return to today's show.
you know, you talk about this oneness and separateness and you talk about the narcissist, which is a person who is completely separate. Yes. So everything comes down to oneness and separateness. For instance, the word integrity comes from the word integer, which means whole and complete. So a leader with integrity has wholeness, completeness. They have oneness. They are aligned. There's no gap in their character. There's no gap in who they are and what they say. Now we move to a narcissist. A narcissist actually feels separate. And because they feel separate, they focus on self and themselves and protecting themselves instead of others. Now, we know that most narcissists are the way they are because they've dealt with some trauma, mm -hmm. some painful experience in their past that have, that have caused a separation, a wound, a hole in their soul. Now, this wound manifests itself actually neurologically because a narcissist's brain, they will actually cut off other parts of their brain if you study them neurologically. And so there's actually a protective mechanism where they cut off other parts and they separate themselves even neurologically. Yeah. And so they don't feel whole. They don't feel like they're part of a connected Correct. team. They don't feel like they're part of others or care about others. And because you don't care about others, right? You then are more often mean to others or you see others as an object, not as someone who is like you. You don't see them as one with you. So you don't mm -hmm. care about them. That's why narcissists don't care about anyone else because they don't even see someone else as mattering. They matter and that's all that matters. Right. And so that's really big. As you know, you study narcissists. You're the expert on narcissists. Right. And so, so, so this really makes me understand narcissists in a new way. And I think will help other people understand them that they feel separate and that's why they are. Now, also, you know this, narcissists also suffer majority of them from other mental health disorders, isolation, feelings of disconnection, bipolar, right. right? A lot of sadness, melancholy. Why is that? Because people with mental health disorders, when you move from oneness to separateness, you move from positive to negative. This is huge. It sounds simple, but it's profound. You move from oneness to separateness, you move from positive to negative. The more you move towards separateness, the more negative thoughts you have. Sure. The more depression you have. And why is that? We can't go into this now, but that's the whole idea of the book is the brain is an antenna. Read the book, you'll understand. You're either tuning into the positive or negative. Yeah. Rebecca, do you think, and you're the expert on this, do you think, because I've been thinking a lot about this, can we move the narcissist from separateness to oneness? Can we help them become more whole? Have you seen a narcissist heal like anybody who's suffered a mental health disorder? Can they heal and find more wholeness in life in their life and, and better relationships? Well, the, see, this is the thing. I, I just did all the research on this in, in my book. And the yeah. problem is that when their brains were bathed in all these chemicals yes. as a child, and I told I told you about this, that I had done this research. Yeah. You know, so the the fight or flight, you know, was continuous during their childhood, yeah. right? And so the limbic system part of their brain sustained emotional damage yeah. during childhood. And so there was arrested development during childhood. Right. And so they are in this constant, um, you know, kind of... Um, starvation mode basically yeah. yeah and so the problem is that when they are presented with um stimuli in adulthood that cause them to feel like they need to go back into that fight or flight mode then they they're 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 basically in um 
you know, where they feel like they need to be, um, you know, uh, it, you know, basically, uh, you, you know, they they back into to that mode again, where right. they, they, you know, so I don't know that they they can ever be uh, uh, healed. I I just don't know because right. the problem is they would have to be self aware. They would have to go. You know, I need to be healed. I need to be healed, and 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 I don't I don't know that they're ever going to um to 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 do that and and you know most of the um mental health professionals that i have ever interviewed have said they're not willing to take that step they're not willing to take that leap it so goes i don't the, know it, yeah it goes to the fact that if the brain is an antenna and the brain antenna is damaged in some capacity, yeah. and not working the way it's supposed to work from our brain standpoint. If it's not working, then it's going to be hard for them to tune into any emotional feelings, any emotional feelings of love or empathy or support, because they are in such a protective mode and a flight fight response mode. But I do believe this. I do believe this. I know healing can take place at all levels. We know the body can heal. We know broken bones can heal. We actually know the brain can actually heal from from. Uh, traumatic brain injuries, right? It can heal. So I do believe maybe the future is going to be, can we figure out a way again, just like, again, I'm, I'm not advocating for them, but I've been doing research on psychedelics and what they found with some psychedelics. I'd like to think of psychedelics, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, yeah, people I, yeah. with severe with yeah, PTSD, yes. yeah, PTSD, trauma, people with severe, they've had some success where it lights up a lot of different parts of the brain when you're yes. when you're doing that, which actually causes the antenna to then connect to a different level of consciousness. Yes. And then what's happening is I'm I'm pretty sure they're finding some sense of oneness in that experience, and that's why they feel feelings of love that they never felt before. Yes, and maybe from that the psychedelics. Age, yes, right, but they would have to go to to take the psychedelics. They'd right. have to want to do that. They'd have yeah. to want to take that healing because otherwise they're in such survival mode. Right. That they, the they don't even think, yeah, they don't even think someone needs help. It's almost like when I think of someone with schizophrenia, there have been some healing cases of that. I talked to Chris Palmer. He's the author of Brain Energy. We had some great conversations on that. And they have healed some schizophrenics with a ketogenic diet even. Uh, again, getting the brain antenna working more correctly. I do believe that even with schizophrenics, like a lot of times their brains are so damaged and so tuned into these different frequencies. They're hearing multiple voices and so forth from the consciousness, which I talk about you know, in the book a little bit. As they're doing that, that's why it's hard because they don't even realize they need help. Exactly. They don't even realize they, they need that's to change because they're not even aware of the ability to change because they're so far you know, gone in some ways. Their brain is. It's, so, it's almost like autism or something in a I way. Thought, I thought like, I know, because you yeah, can know autistic, but again, autism... I'm even hearing more and more modalities will be able to at some point find healing because what autism is caused initially by a brain injury. There's some kind of brain injury that Correct. happens at that level. So so I, I do believe, again, I'm a spiritual person. I believe healing can take place in a moment. I believe somehow, some way there's, there's a spiritual healing that could take place. And if we could get them to actually pray, if we can get them to pray every day. You know, I, I talked to uh, uh, Professor Newberg. He is the top... Uh, researcher in, in neurotheology, how meditation affects the brain, how prayer affects the brain of different religions, not just Christianity, but all different religions. And he's studying this. What you find is that actually there's, there's a, again, a psychedelic kind of impact 
I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking we need psychedelics if we can actually tune into prayer and meditation and the things I talk about in the book. I do believe over time it could renew the mind, create more nerve synapses connections and start to create healing in the brain. So that's my hope and my belief. Do I know that? For sure, no. Is it a theory? Yes. But guess what? Hey, science, go test the theory. Start looking in this direction for healing to take place. And I think they should. Hmm. I mean, I would love to think so. I would love to think so. And I think that sometimes when there are certain uh, things that happen in their lives, like, you know, that cause them a, a, cause a collapse because that so many things happen, you know, I maybe, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, I've talked to people that, ha, you know, have said to me, I used to be a narcissist, but then everything happened to me. My wife left me, my business collapsed, you know, all of that, that, Cause me to have to look at everything in my life. And then, you know, now I'm no longer a narcissist because I had to become self-aware. It's like the degree, like it really depends on the degree. Like, like how bad is a narcissism? Is it, are you so far gone? There's no way, but are you at a certain level? You can't come back just like certain levels of, of schizophrenia and so forth and brain injury. I do believe there's, you know, again, a a certain degree of, of what you can come back from and, I believe that this is hope. Like I, I hope people read the book at any level of their wound, of any level of their trauma, wherever you are on the journey, reading this book will help you heal on the journey. And tuning into, as you said, you wanted to talk about it, is part of the healing process. Yes. Yeah, so um, if you want, if you, if we have time, I would love to go into Tune, which is your acronym, which is beautiful. Yeah, so, sure. Sure. Yes. It's, um, it's in the back of the book and tune is just a way to actually to start making sure that we're tuning our antenna more into the positive instead of the negative. Because if the brain is an antenna, there are two main frequencies, the positive frequency and the negative frequency. So how can we tune more into the positive frequency? In the book, I talk about the five Ds that cause you to tune into the negative frequency. Read the book for the five Ds. But how do we tune into it? T, trust and truth. Trust and speak truth to the lies. So negative thoughts are lies that are always coming in. Continually speak truth to the lies. Why do you do that? Because you need to encourage yourself because the distortions are always coming in. So you want to make sure you're speaking truth to the distortions that say you're not good enough, not smart enough, not pretty enough, won't be successful. The health diagnosis won't improve. The relationship's not going to get better. We have so many thoughts that are always coming at us with fear and doubt and worry And those distortions are lies that will tell us things about ourself and our future that just aren't true. So trust and truth is king. Then you is unite with love or unite with God because love casts out fear. So the minute you focus on love, fear will dissipate. Spend more time uniting with God because there is a creator of the universe and the creator wants a connection with you. When we are connected to our creator, we are our most healthy. We are our most powerful. We feel more joy and peace and purpose and love when we feel that connection. And I would argue that, or I would debate anybody, because every addiction program believes in a higher power. Because as you move away from self and self-loathing and all the challenges you face, and you focus on this higher power, you start to heal as you move away from separateness towards oneness and connection. People in addiction programs also heal because they heal in a community. 
That's the importance of connection. So unite with that love and connection. Unite with God for that connection. Like the tree cannot grow unless it's connected to the soil and it thrives in the soil and the fish thrives by swimming in the water. Well, you will thrive when you're connected to your creator. And that's important. It's a it's a big, important part of the journey. And prayer is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So you is unite. N is neutralize the negativity. And as Gandhi said, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. And the world wants to walk through your mind with their dirty feet. Yes. And a lot of negative people do. And your own thoughts will often try to walk through your mind with their dirty feet. So neutralize the negativity. Do what my wife does. Well, she'll say, stop. And when a negative thought is coming in, stop. And then she'll replace it with a positive thought and speak truth to the lie. That's a really powerful exercise to do. On the left side of a piece of paper, write down your negative thoughts. On the right side, write down the words that you will say next time those negative thoughts come in and neutralize the negativity when you do that. It is important. People say, oh, come on, that's just you know mental stuff. That's just positive stuff. Yes, it works. Olympic athletes do it. World-class performers do it. High achievers do it. It's essential. I am strong. I am powerful. I am a difference maker. As my wife now says, she'll say, I am an Olympic athlete because she found out recently from a health test that she has the genes of an Olympic athlete is what they told her. Ever since she heard that, she's changed her mindset about working out. Her soreness went away. Her inflammation went away. She was like, oh, I'm getting old. Now she's not saying I'm getting old. She's saying I'm an Olympic athlete. It's changed everything with her. So mindset is really key there. And the words we speak are essential. So neutralizing negativity. And that goes to elevating your thinking. That's the E. So we have trust and truth. Unite with love. Unite with God. And neutralize the negativity. E elevate your thinking, how you think matters, elevate it with optimism, with belief, with gratitude, with focusing on your successes every day instead of your failures. One practical tip for your audience, Rebecca, go to bed every night and create a success journal. What's the one great thing that happened today? Not all the bad things. What's the one great thing? What we look for we start to find more in our life. What we see starts to show up more in our life. So the more you look for success, guess what? You will experience more success in your life the more you're looking for it. So every night you go to bed, you'll be going to bed as success because you did the journal. You'll wake up in the morning, guess what? Feeling like a success. If you have kids, do this with your kids. Ask your kids what their success of the day was. You'll have a great conversation. They'll go to bed every night as success. They'll wake up with more confidence, ready to take on the day instead of retreating from it. And that's a a really key part of tuning. Elevate your thinking. Mm, I love that. I love that because, you know, I always say that true authentic power is so much more powerful than the counterfeit power that the narcissist is trying to, you know, exert over people. And and that is what you are talking about. You're talking about creating true authentic power. Wow. I love that you just said it like that. That's so powerful. Because if you think about this, a narcissist, because they feel separate, it's like leaders with a big ego. Ego stands for edging God out and they edge others out. So what happens is because you have this ego or narcissism, you feel separate. So guess what? That gives rise to the ego because you actually feel powerless because you feel separate. 
And because you feel powerless, you have this ego that has to give you a sense of power. But it's, as you said, fake power. It's false power because it's connected to self, not something greater. If you look at humility, humility connects you to others and to God, and it's tapped into and connected to a greater power. It's why humility gives you power, whereas ego looks powerful, but it's actually weak power. It's false, fake power. True, authentic power is knowing you're connected to something greater, and you don't have to rely on your own power to control others. Instead, you want to empower others, and you want to take the power you have and use it to make others better. And that's such a a difference, right? We've lived this life seeing it play out. You see it every day play out. The leaders who have power in the beginning and then eventually it doesn't sustain. People go, oh, what about so-and-so? Yeah, they have power in the short term. That ego boost gives you a short-term power, but it will not give you sustained long-term power because it will fade away. And I watch people and I watch their lives and I've been studying this over the years and you see what happens at the end or towards the end of their lives or even in the middle of it, you start to see them start to crumble and you start to see all the lies fade away. You start to see the ego just crumble and give way. And then you see people with humility, over time, they gain more and more power, but it's a good power. It's a power that they can actually give away and they give it away and then they make the world better because of it. So I'm glad you said that. And that's really a key thing. Are you getting your power from your own ego where it's fake and false and actually weak? Or are you connected to the greater power that uplifts, energizes, and sustains? Exactly. Exactly. You know, if you if you have full integrity, if you have true authenticity and you're getting your power by having you know um be true connectedness yes connectedness yep then you will have complete power you know and and by by being in your truth which is what john is talking about then that is you know the the, the true power that is the true power yeah. And and that is what you're talking about here. And I that is why I love this book. And I think that this book is is, you know, your your best work of all time. Thank you. I, I feel that way too. And I'm like so excited for people to read it. Our good friend Erwin McManus, he he messaged today in, in the group. He said, the one truth is his opus. So I thought that yes, was cool. I was um, actually that is the word that I was actually about to use too. It is your opus. And and I I love the energy bus, but this is really your your best work. So I and I just got the chills. Yeah, me too. So. And I thank and I thank God for allowing me to write this book and using me to do so because these were not my ideas; they were coming to me. And I know that this is something that's meant to be out there in the world. And I was just a conduit to share it. So I'm thankful mm-hmm. that I get to share it. I, I don't take so credit too. for it. Yeah, I don't take credit for it. I just hope the ideas in this book and the way we presented it make a difference. And Rebecca, I appreciate you sharing this with your with your audiences. Hopefully we can move some narcissists towards healing and wholeness. I and, hope so too. And for those who are dealing with narcissists, which again, you write so much about, remember, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken, even though they try to make you feel that way. You work on your wholeness, on your own healing, and a narcissist will have no power over you. Amen. Amen to that. So Thank you for writing this book. Thank you for bringing this to the world. And everybody, um, I will be, of course, dropping a link to this and we will be sharing it out. And thank you for um, bringing your your um, 
words to this page and sharing this with us. So you're brilliant. Uh, we adore you and we know that this is going to change a lot of lives. So thank you for sharing this with us. Thanks, Rebecca. Hey, people go to Get One Truth if they want to see the book, getonetruth.com. That's Get One Truth. And we got a bunch of free resources and an action plan, actually, that you can use to actually implement the book. So want to make sure people take advantage of that. Yeah, make sure you go get it. And we can't wait to bring it to the world. And uh, thank you for um, sharing this with us. So this is amazing. Thank you. Boom. Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. I'm Rebecca Zung. Tune in next week for another edition of Negotiate Your Best Life. Remember, if you want more ways to slay and you want more ways to be supported, you can always join my membership at joinslay.com forward slash slay. You can always subscribe to my YouTube channel and you can always grab my free Crush My Negotiation prep worksheet at winmynegotiation.com. Remember that today is a great day to start negotiating your best life. And I will definitely catch you in the next episode of Negotiate Your Best Life. Thanks so much for listening. 